Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for hanging out with us this afternoon. Beautiful day, although we know a change is on the way. Have you watched... Netflix lately. Well, it may be a stupid question because who hasn't watched Netflix? But it might be something you don't even notice. If you were to compare the shows you see on Netflix to maybe regular cable shows or even in the movies, you might notice that Netflix tends to be a little loose with the rules when it comes to smoking. Now, you remember, you you watch a movie from the, the 40s, the 50s, everybody's got a cigarette. That was that accent I had when you watch those old movies. And and then there was a real push to change that because of the impact a lot of anti-smokers felt it was having on a person's decision to light up, especially when it came to young people. So we've had that conversation. That That's a conversation we had a long time ago. And we definitely have seen a reduction in smoking numbers, especially when it comes to that all-important group, the teen group. But there is still this concern, especially now in this new media of Netflix, whether or not young people are going to be influenced once again. I want to bring in Robin Koval, CEO and president of Truth Initiative, joining us today. Hello, Robin. Hi, how are you? I'm well. What's, what's Truth Initiative? Well, we're um, a group uh, based in Washington, D.C., that is devoted to creating a future where all youth and young adults reject tobacco. How long has it been around? We've been around since the late 90s. We were formed as a result of, you may recall, there was a very big lawsuit. It's still the largest civil litigation ever in the United States called the Master Settlement Agreement uh, that uh, settled a lawsuit between 46 U.S. states and the four big tobacco companies. Uh, It was over $200 billion. Most of the money went to the states who brought the lawsuit, but a portion of it was created to create our organization. And what we do um, is many things, but most people know us for a big public education campaign uh, in the U.S. called The Truth, where we reveal the truth about how the tobacco industry uh, manipulates uh, and tries to convince us to use their deadly products. Well, and somehow it worked because we have seen uh, how many people did take up smoking. Robin, what kind of an influence do you think Hollywood had on seeing people light up? Well, you know, those old days of, you know, everybody smoking in the movies and even advertising where, uh, if you can believe this, where doctors (laughs) even recommended that this was the brand that they smoked. It had a big impact. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in the early part of the 20th century, actually very few people smoked. Um, And then because of all of the influence of movies and advertising, it made it glamorous. It made it look like all the rich and famous and wonderful people smoked. Um, And so, of course, many people did. But thanks to all of the science that came out, the Surgeon General's report in the United States and many others, and all of the hard work of organizations like mine, most people now know the truth. 
um, and we've got good policies in place, clean air laws, um, higher taxes. The more you make cigarettes expensive, of course, the fewer people um, uh, smoke. But we still have a problem, right? Um, you know, we've gotten Joe Camel and the Marlboro Man uh, off the paid advertising. But while everybody was, you know, watching all of this wonderful streaming content that is now so popular on Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, we weren't really paying attention. And uh, instead of being in commercials, uh, content, TV content, is now the new uh, cigarette commercial. Product placement. Well, you know, I don't know. We don't know. And I certainly wouldn't suggest that this is the case because we just don't have the facts whether this is paid placement or this is really just choices being made by directors and writers. Maybe they want to show a character is kind of edgy or they're under stress or they're kind of a, you know, a bad boy or whatever. And it's sort of a creative crutch, if you will. That's the way I think about mm. it, to put a cigarette in their mouth. But, you know, what I would say is some of the most creative people in the world could probably think of better ways to show us that a character's, uh, you know, under a little tension than showing them smoking, especially when we know that young people are incredibly influenced by that. We know that about 37% of all youth smoking can be traced back to images of smoking in the movies. You know what I think is kind of neat here, Robin? You've got to tell me your background, because your background is in advertising. I mean, weren't you behind a very successful agency? So it's, it's kind of interesting that you're coming from it from the advertising perspective, recognizing the power advertising has to influence young people. Well, sure. My background is in advertising. Um, before I was with Truth Initiative, I ran a very large advertising agency in New York. Uh, so I know the power. Mm -hmm of images um, and how even when we think we're not being influenced by them, we are. Uh, and so when, you know, we see a really popular show like Stranger Things, which is a Netflix show that I have to admit, I loved it. I watched, you know, every episode of season one and season two. Uh, these are, you know, incredibly entertaining. But when I see all these scenes of people smoking, it makes me very concerned because even though we may not think we are being influenced, we are. And there's lots of research that, that proves that. Robin, uh, hold that thought because I want to get into the details of the shows that the Truth Initiative looked at and counting scenes when it came to smoking. This whole idea of once again, maybe we have to roll out awareness and education to the people who are now into video streaming, but let's explore that after this. Robin Koval, CEO and President of the Truth Initiative. We're back after this. Talking about the power of media. In this case, we're talking about streaming media and we're looking at Netflix and the influence that it could have when it comes to young people deciding to smoke. Robin, I've got a couple of texters. Uh, one of them says, and I want to hear the truth. Point me to a study that shows the correlation between smoking in movies and smoking with the youth. I, I don't know one off the top of my head. I'm not sure if you know, Robin, but I know I've been in broadcasting for over 30 years and gosh knows we've talked about this for a lot. So there have been specific studies that have looked at this connection, haven't, haven't there been? There have been studies. And in fact, uh, if you look at the U.S. Surgeon General's report of 2000, 
13, there's a very specific reference to the influence of smoking in the movies and young people starting to smoke. Um, you know, I said a little bit earlier, we know that 37% of youth smoking initiation, so when young people decide to start smoking, can be related to their exposure to images that they've seen in the movies. And that's been well established. As I said, it's in the U.S. Surgeon General's report. We also know that there's a dose effect. What I mean by that is the more images you see, the more impact it has on you. Um, this study that we're talking about here is one of the first that's been done specifically regarding uh, television and most importantly focusing on streaming content because all of these new streaming channels, Netflix, and I don't mean to single them out yeah. exclusively, yeah. Uh, but you know, this is Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and also happening on some of the premium cable channels like uh, HBO and Showtime, et cetera, uh, that you know, this uh, progressive increase of smoking images in video content, uh, things that we're watching on televisions, on phones, on our computers, we have a million devices to watch, has been increasing. Um, sort of, well, you know, nobody's really been paying a lot of attention to it because these things are new. Mm-hmm. And they're new, but it's an old conversation, you know, as far as the the way we get our entertainment with streaming and, as you say, all the different options out there. But it's a conversation that we had 20, 30 years ago. It is. It's a conversation that really should be an asked and answered question by now. And what, you know, it's really going to require to get ahead of this is, of course, there's always more research that can be done. Uh, you know, what we did here is we asked young people, uh, 15 to 24 year olds, tell us the shows that you like the best. Mm -hmm. What shows do you watch the most? And we took the 14 top shows that they told us, and we watched a whole uh, episode, a whole season's worth of episodes on each of those shows. Now, it happens that a lot of young people are watching Netflix. So a lot of the shows we watched were on Netflix, but we watched some on cable uh, television stations, like uh, The Walking Dead was one of the shows that also had a lot of smoking in it. Uh, we watched some you know, traditional network shows. Uh, we watched premium cable HBO shows. Uh, but you know, this all started from us asking young people, what do you like to watch? Have we seen, and maybe it's still too soon, because I know in Canada, and I think I've read articles in the States as well, that when you look at overall smoking numbers, the smallest percentage comes in young people. So is this uh, a, uh, a solution that is just looking for a problem? Because at this point, it doesn't look like young people are being swayed by watching the Netflix and the AMCs and the Hulus of the world. Well, there's good news and bad news there. So, you know, when you look, and I'm going to use some U.S. statistics because we're a U.S.-based organization, but I would say that it's probably true in, in parts of Canada as well. So when you look at the U.S. as a whole, it's a really big place. And, yes, smoking rates overall are going down. We hope we're playing a part in that, a truth initiative. And the same thing is happening in Canada. And young people's smoking rates are getting very low, but we know also that all new smoking, almost 99% of all 
uh, new smokers start before the age of 26. Ninety percent start before the age of 18. So the tobacco industry is still depending on a new stream of, we call them, replacement smokers. Mm -hmm. The other thing we know is those are national averages. So, for instance, in the U.S., if you go to places like California or uh, uh, Oregon and Washington, all you know, not too far from where you are, uh, smoking rates are pretty low. But if you look at, we like to call it tobacco nation. So if you think of the U.S. and start in the north in Michigan and then go down to Mississippi in the south and West Virginia to Oklahoma, smoking rates can be many times more than they are in other places. So I would like to say the problem's completely solved, but it's not. Yeah, and especially when you say the U.S. is so big, so you're probably going to have some states that just have a higher incident, a higher rate of smoking, and so to look at that. So you've got the numbers in front of you. You've asked them for their 14 most popular shows, and as you said, Stranger Things was probably, uh, was it the worst offender in your study when it came to smoking scenes? Yes, it was the worst offender. So we watched um, all these 14 shows, Uh, all the uh, episodes in a season's worth, and we found over 500 incidents of smoking in these shows. Stranger Things alone had 180, so it was number one. And that's a lot, um, especially when you think of frequency. So, you know, in the old days, you watched one episode of a show, and you had to wait a whole week Mm -hmm. to watch another one if you watched it all. Now you can watch, you know, every episode in a season in a single sitting if you have that much time or you can watch that you know single episode over and over again so you know we're not even counting the many multiples of exposures that could happen with this information robin then what do you do other than talk to radio stations get the word out are you are you actually trying to go after producers or any of these uh streaming companies just to say can you be more aware of it Well, we think a a bunch of things can happen. So, of course, uh, you know, we want to continue to research this. This needs to be monitored. Uh, As far as we know, this is one of the first times that anybody's actually sat down and counted. So we need to continue that. We do think there should be better disclosures and warnings so that parents know what their, you know, younger people are watching. Uh, there's opportunities for incentives. So, you know, a lot of cities and, and states and, uh, you know, uh, other governments give incentives to bring television productions to their area. So, you know, one thing you could do is give better incentives for people who don't include smoking mm. in their content. And then, of course, we want to work with the industry. Um, you know, we think that A lot of this is maybe not really even that intentional. As I said earlier, these are choices being made because somebody wants to, you know, reflect the emotion of a character. Or maybe, as in Stranger Things, they're showing, I think it takes place in the 70s or the 80s, when more people smoked. But, you know, my answer to that is... Um, you're so creative. These are the most talented people in the world making entertainment for us. Uh, hopefully we can think of another way to portray those things. And I think, you know, Stranger Things would be just as historically accurate with the funny clothes and the bad haircuts and the shag carpeting and the wood paddling and all that stuff. Hey, wait a minute. That was my smoking. era. That was my era, Robin. <laughs> uh, but yes, it would be just as funny with keeping all that stuff in and not having to have the smoking. Yep. 
What kind of feedback are you getting as you uh, talk about this and the, the survey you've done? Well, you know, we are getting a lot of interest in this because it is a new topic, and it's one of those things where people weren't really noticing it. Like I said, we were all watching, but we weren't paying attention. And now I'm getting lots of comments of, oh, my God, I just watched an episode of, you know, Orange is the New Black, or I was watching The Walking Dead, and I realized everybody's smoking. So just raising people's awareness of what they're seeing, I think, is having a big impact. Yeah, and I think it's because we're also looking at it through old eyes, if we're talking about the 70s and 80s. And so maybe I'm not as aware of it as I would have been had I been a a teenager and I was watching it differently. Because I remember in the 70s, they were talking about, let's make sure we get rid of it in all cartoons and movies. And so growing up, I thought, oh, yeah, I'm a little bit more aware of it. So thanks for putting it on the radar for us, Robin. Okay, well, we'll keep doing it. Thanks for noticing. You bet. Robin Koval, she's the CEO and president of Truth Initiative. I always get nervous with groups that are called Truth Initiative. But yes, they are making sure they're getting out the truth when it came to that huge settlement with the big tobacco companies, the uh, master settlement uh, many years ago. So they have been keeping an eye on ways to discourage young people from lighting up. And I have to say, when she was even saying Stranger Things, I'd have to watch it again to be more aware of it. But on the weekend, I watched Florida Project. Don't watch it. Save yourself some time. I mean, it's a cool movie. Unfortunately, it's got no story. and doesn't go anywhere. However, what I noticed was it's the story of a young girl and her deadbeat mother living in a motel kind of on the outskirts in Disney World. And uh, so the mom is either into drugs or prostitution. It had such potential. But what I noticed was almost every scene that mother is lighting up. And I would have to say, as a number of you have pointed out, uh, sometimes it's just creative license because they wanted to show her as someone who was smoking and had her own issues. But do we need that? 403-974-8255. Lots of texts coming in. I want to have a conversation that we, it's almost like something old is new again. This whole idea of should we be regulating, keeping an eye on how much smoking is done now in our new streaming world. 403-974-8255. Want to hear from you after the news.